0: From the fabulous WSUM Madison Studios, it's Do It Live, hosted by the Do It Geeks. Today's topic is back to school. All of the technology resources available to students, faculty, and staff to get your semester started off on the right foot. Joining us, we've got our regular geeks, Ty Christian,
1: Grace,
0: and Adam Wiesenfahr. And now, broadcasting live and local on 91.7 FM, and streaming worldwide on WSUM.org. Please help me welcome my co-host, Ty Christian.
2: Hey, welcome to Do It Live 2.0, the brand new version. Better, stronger, faster, bionically enhanced. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to do it live. It's the most connected radio show on the planet. It is, <laughs> yes. And we are back to school. Back to school. Back to the books. What you know? What is that rhyme? It was well, that's after that's when school's out. It's like no more teachers, no more books, yeah, no more or no more pencils. But, uh, no. But now it's no more pencils, no more, pencils, uh, no more books, books, no more teachers, teachers dirty books. books. But now it's lots of pencils, lots of books. Buy a laptop for your kid.
1: <laughs> that's
2: that's my new one. Copyright Ty Christian, twenty eleven. How you doing, Adam? Uh, I'm excellent, Ty. It's so good to be back.
0: It
1: is. Right here
2: on WSUM, the, the Snake, Snake on the, on the Lake, Lake 91.7 FM. That's right. And Teresa, how you, how you been? Doing
1: all right. It's been
2: a long summer. It's been a hot summer, hasn't yes, it? Yes, it has been. I've heard that, uh, no joke, this is the seventh hottest uh, summer on, on record. Unless you're living in Oklahoma. Yeah, where the wind <laughs> blows gently down the dust.
0: <laughs> dust. <laughs> Of 100 degree days. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Awful things. Yeah. Anyhow, we wanted to welcome you back to Do It Live 2.0.
2: Season two, I know.
1: It's like
2: the it's like the AOL CDs you used to get in the mail. You know, it's like new, better, and improved. We right. have over nine thousand free hours for Do It Live this time. <laughs> Not like last time. Last time it was only eight thousand. Now it's nine thousand. You know, we, it, my favorite have, part are there about c-
0: CDs available at your local store. Yeah,
2: no, we send them in the mail. We'll send them like every other week oh, too. No. You will get, get a new CD in the mail. My favorite part about those is that. You would get um, nine thousand hours, and you know if you did the calculations or what, you, know, you had like one month free of AOL service. Yeah. But they'd say, oh, over free, like nine thousand hours free. And if you did the calculations, there was no possible way that, that you, could you could use all the use hours. nine thousand hours in a month because like twenty four hours a day, and then times thirty. You know, it's like that doesn't equal nine thousand. What are you doing? Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> but- anyhow, we uh, we're here to talk tech with you.
0: Anything technology related, computers, your phones, your email. All that stuff, you can give us a call right now, 608-515-8768. That's 608-515-8768. You should check out our website. It's www.doit.wisc.edu forward slash radio. There you will find 16 different ways that you can get in contact with us. It's astonishing, but that's why we are the most connected radio show on the planet. My God. I know. It's crazy. So many ways. I know. And don't don't forget about our email. What's our email, Adam? Email is radio at doit.wisc.edu. That's radio at doit, D-O-I-T, stands for division of information technology .W-I-S-C, dot .EDU, edutainment that's what we're here to do and yeah. to start off with the edutainment we like to always start our show off with some news it's the news with teresa
1: saldaña well there's a lot of news to cover we haven't done a show for quite some time yeah
2: we have a lot of news don't so we?
1: speaking of ways to connect with us that'll segue into I think our first news topic. Are we going to get a Google Plus account?
2: Ooh, Ooh. because then we'd have seventeen ways to get in touch with us. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) true.
1: We could we could bump it up.
2: Somebody would have to invite us, though. Well, we'd have to. Yeah, they'd have to put us in their circles or whatever. That's the new thing is is circles. So, so for those who don't
0: know, Google Plus is trying to supplant Facebook as the new social networking website and tool and generally is regarded to be pretty good by most people.
1: Right. And it, I mean, the big thing that Google is going for is privacy, is being clear about privacy and how to implement it on your own account.
2: Or if you're, if you're in England, privacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So
1: for anyone that's had the luck of being invited to Google+,
0: which we
2: haven't apparently. I I just opened Google Plus to you know to talk about the different things, and no joke, on the right hand side it has suggestions of people that you can invite to Google Plus. Yeah. Guess whose name is top of the list right now? Who? Adam Wiesenfeld. Oh really? Ooh. Yeah. Right Excellent. Here. I'm well, gonna click. click. I, I'm inviting him right now, live on the air.
1: Wow. To Google Plus, he
2: is now. Oh, there we go. Oh, awesome! He now has an invite. There, there, you should, go. there should be email in my box right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: think you can just sign up for an account right now. Is it still invite it's, only? Well,
2: what what you do is now th- this is the this was the uh, annoying thing for a while is is you would get uh, you'd have these invites like invite your friends and you'd click it and it would send them an email that would send them the link to you know plus.google.com. Sure. And then it wasn't technically an invite; it was a hey. Sign up for this list, and then Google will email you as soon as an invite is available. Oh! Now they do have like some, something like ten million users, and and growing 20 daily. Twenty million actually. Twenty million now. It was ten okay. million,
1: I think, two weeks ago. There you so, go. Yeah, we're up to twenty million. So I now.
2: mean, invites. It's not. It's not like you know, everyone's getting an invite once a month. It's like you know, I, I only had to wait a day and a half for an invite. Um, so if you yeah. go to the site and you get, you know, put the put your name on, it's like, oh, here's an invite. But technically, I guess it's still in beta. So yeah. well, everything yeah. in Google is still in beta, pretty <laughs> much. That's true.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Has Gmail come out of beta? Yes.
2: Yesterday. Yes. it has. Yeah. yeah,
1: that took the longest time.
2: But you know, there is actually a lab. Uh, there's a, there's an add-on yeah. to to Gmail that you can select inside of Gmail um, that puts beta back on the name, just in case you're one of those guys oh, wow. that, that's freaked out about it. Oh, uh, you know? <laughs> very nice. Yeah, I think it's called a, uh, like uh, ADD or something like so that.
1: If if you're looking for an alternative to Facebook. You don't
2: like the face space?
1: You might want to give Google Plus a try. Um, not all your friends will be on it yet.
0: So can um, you tell us, because uh, obviously I haven't used it because I just got invited this uh-huh. second, uh, a few of the, the differences between Facebook well, and one the Google Plus?
1: One of the big things that Google Plus Pushes, which Ty just mentioned, are the use of circles. So instead of, you know, when someone friends you, you get a request and then you confirm them as a friend. And if you have lists set up, you can add them to lists. But it's sort of hidden in, in some menus and convoluted as to how you... Um, allow certain lists to see uh, specific parts of your profile, whereas Google puts that all out up front. Hmm. So when you add friends, you actually, it's really cute. You have these little circles <laughs> that line up on the bottom, <laughs> and you can drop your friends into these little circles. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, but you can just drag and drop. And it's not the same as Facebook, though, with the friend requests, where you have to actually approve your friendship with someone. You can just add somebody on Google+, much as you would on Twitter, as you're a mm-hmm. follower of that person. Oh. Google's model, so, they,
2: they said they they wanted to be, you know, they didn't want to exactly emulate Facebook. They wanted to be kind of halfway in between Facebook and Twitter, so that you, you know, you don't have to approve these, these friend requests, but you have to... You know, put in circles who you want to send stuff to and that kind of stuff. So,
1: that kids is Google's way of saying they don't want a lawsuit.
2: Probably. Lawsuits? <laughs> bad. 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 bad, so, bad.
1: The <laughs> only thing I don't like, though, is that when you post something on there and you make it available to, let's say, your friend's circle, um, that although Google is being more upfront about privacy, the one thing that they have left open is that. If you post something to your friends, your friends, although they can't see the name of the circle you posted this uh, this link to, um, they can see all the people who are in that circle. So they mm. can look at who's in it and go, hmm, and maybe infer group <laughs> they've been put into. I see.
2: Oh. So they, yeah. Or so, they so can y-
1: infer that, let's say you shared it with your friends, but they can tell that for whatever reason, if it's a close friend of yours, that your family hasn't been allowed to see this post. So maybe it'll be a little controversial and they might say something to, I don't know, <laughs> your brother like, hey, you, yeah, I bet you didn't see this post on, on Google+. Is, is
0: there the black sheep of the family circle somewhere? <laughs> right. You, you can make, yeah.
1: yeah. Right. So it, there's not as much anonymity with when you make a post. Other people can actually tell who you're sharing it with. So that I don't like. Maybe Google will. Maybe they'll that. fix it. Yeah. Probably when Google crushes Facebook, <laughs> they will just take all the. I don't Facebook know if
2: specifically it's going to crush Facebook. I think it's a, it's it's a different. It's it's different enough that you know there's there's good things for Google Plus and good things for Facebook. One of the things that I don't like personally about Google Plus um, is there's no events, so I can't oh. I can't make like an event, and invite a bunch of people to it. Um, however, I will say that lately Facebook. Uh, has messed up their groups completely. Just totally. They they came out with this new uh, thing of inviting people, because originally with Facebook you could it, it just hit select all. Come out to my show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, now you have to liter- you literally have to click everyone you know uh, oh. individually, which is okay. I you know th- I think that's a good thing because then you don't spam everybody. Right. But what they also did to you know to help you out is they made groups so you could you, you could make. You put your friends into different groups. So mm-hmm. say say I wanted to invite everybody to my house party, but I only want to invite people that are currently in Madison, right? Mm-hmm. So I've made a group called Madison and I just added my friends into there. Well, I have like 40 different friend groups you because mm-hmm. I do a lot of different things. Um, and now for some reason, uh, Facebook used to show all those friend groups when I went to add right. people. But now, nope. It's, it, it's all, And it's, it's weird what they're showing and what they're not showing. It's only showing like yeah. strange one-off, you know, f- friend groups and find my Madison friend group anymore. It's been very frustrating. Oh, that's yeah. kind of sad. I don't like. Anyway. If any
1: of you folks have any questions at home about how to use Facebook or even Google Plus, I mean, feel free to ask us. Yeah. We can certainly try to help yeah. you out we'll figure it out. And we know it can be confusing to navigate.
0: And if you want to, you can go on our Facebook. It's facebook.com slash UWDOIT. We also go on, have our Twitter a feed available at Twitter.com slash UWDOIT. So feel free to hit us up there and yeah. uh, or give us a call. 608 515 8768 is our phone number right here in the studio.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What else? Uh, what other news we have, Teresa?
1: Well, there's been a lot of updates in the Mac world. Um, certainly, as a Mac user, I have to bring these things up.
2: Not Mac World, the exposition, the, the, the trade show. Not Mac World, the expletive, <laughs> either. I stubbed my toe. Mac World! <laughs> I'm going to start using that.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well,
2: they came out with uh, a bunch of new hardware, but also the
0: big thing is the new Lion operating system. Yes. Mac OS ten point seven. Ten
1: point seven. So we've moved from. Well, I guess we haven't left Snow Leopard. <laughs> yeah. So now we have Lion. Yeah. Um, which is only available. Number one, only available through the Mac App Store at this moment Great. so if you want to buy it you have to download it and in order to download it you have to already have snow leopard yeah so you can't cheat the system mm. um, and, and, and it's available
0: you have to have a sufficiently fast internet connection so it doesn't take you days to download it so dial-up users sorry the apple wants you to bring your computer into their store to get yeah like, that's going to be pretty lying. big yeah. my, i mean For, at least it's, it's like s- it's slightly under four gigs oh
2: four, yeah well, that's, just, that's, I guess just that's a little under
1: bad. four. Um, and I guess the, the pricing is pretty decent. Um, it's, co- it's comparable to Snow Leopard. However, if you want to buy it, if you really want to hold out for a physical copy, mm-hmm. you can get it on a little flash drive, I guess, next <laughs> month. But the flash drive costs twice as much as yep. if you buy it online, it's more, than, more than, twice. than twice as much. Well, m- oh, wow. So it's just, it's incredible. I can't believe that that's what they're going, that's the route that they're going. Um, and, um, and, and
0: it's not only Lion.
1: Mm-hmm. it's it's everything i
0: life yeah it's i, I work, work it's aperture final cut final cut um the only thing that's really exempted as far as i know is logic and they're still mm-hmm. going to sell that in a box and a cd
1: probably until they revamp logic it seems like they at least they are waiting until each chunk of software gets an update So they didn't, so obviously, they didn't go online with operating systems until Lion. They could have done it with Snow Leopard, but they just waited until Lion. They waited until the new iLife and iWork, or did they just push those online? No, they just moved them. Okay, then Mm. I'm wrong. I'm wrong about that. Oh, well. The other thing about Lion is that they dropped all support for PowerPC applications. I heard Uh, about that. That's going to cause quite a ruckus. Right. So for the folks at home, PowerPC, that is the, that has to do with the old, hardware that Apple used to use before they went Intel. Remember and they G4s
0: were, and G5 I computers books, and G3s. Power yeah. books. Yep.
1: Um, that's when Apple was still, who were they going through for building their own, for their processors? Well, IBM
0: makes the power platform. Okay. Um, so that's the old style of processor. A processor, folks, is the right. brain of your machine, the thing that actually crunches numbers.
2: Also known as the CPU, yes. the central processing unit. And a
0: couple, three years, four years ago. So it was
1: back in 2005. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, two 2005, when they when they came out with the first MacBooks, where they went to Intel for their processors mm-hmm. instead. So what Apple did is they retained support for PowerPC hardware, and then they phased that out. That was the first step. Um, I think that went out with Snow Leopard. And then with Lion, now they phased out support for PowerPC applications. Yeah, something.
0: if you folks have ever heard something called Rosetta, that was their translation piece of the operating system that let you run pieces of software that were written for a different processor because the processors have different instruction sets and, and basically it's a different language that they sort of speak with programs. Yeah,
2: it'd be like someone, you know, it'd be like having a translator that would translate Spanish to English. So, you know. Right.
1: So if you if you were still using or are still using something like, I'll just make something up like Quicken 2004, okay? <laughs> something that would still be- My grandma be, uses that. Something that, that is on the Mac OS X platform, mm-hmm. but- is Power PC based. If you upgrade to Lion, you are going to break your software. So this happened to my grandpa. He had some software for his scanner, oh, and when he upgraded no. to Lion, he said, "Teresa, there's a circle with an with a line through it over this a- application's icon. What does that mean? And if you click on it, it tells you this application is no longer supported because it's Power PC based. So you may have to get new software you cannot Apple is is cutting you off no more
0: then this is something that they've done many times before they are known for doing this it's sort of their well we've moved on with technology so you get to move on too And they don't really give you a choice about it.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. And where they've done that in hardware, the big, one big step that they took when they originally came out with the iMacs was getting rid of the floppy disk drive. Now, for those of you who weren't around or didn't, it didn't really affect you when the floppy drive went out and you thought, hey, you know, good riddance. Well, now Apple's making significant strides to get rid of the optical drive as well. So that's your CD, DVD drive. Yeah.
0: Because they got, they got rid of it in the airs. Just never
1: had it. Exactly. That was their first step. Yeah.
0: And now the Mac minis, don't have optical drives anymore either
1: and so. macbooks have been phased out for commercial sales yeah. academic only so the macbook air has replaced the macbook
0: yeah oh man and th- i've heard rumors that the new pros that they'll eventually be coming the out Mac with pros.
1: so this is apple's uh desktop their their high-end desktop machine
0: oh no sorry i was talking about macbook Pros. oh macbook Pros. yeah sorry. no no it's fine the new yeah. iteration of those may be as thin as airs and may not have optical drives Correct. as well. Mm.
1: So that's the next step. So only their desktop machines if that happens, only their desktop machines would have optical drives left, which they'd probably hold on to those for a little while, especially in the Mac Pro, which as I said is their high-end desktop machine. It
2: seems like things are really going away from, you know, the optical drives, you know, now that everyone I, I don't, I don't wanna say that uh, high speed internet is standard because there's still some people that live out in the rural community that don't have it, but I mean, a lot of people have high speed internet now and now that people have that, you know, we download our programs instead of getting CDs or DVDs and, mm-hmm. and, or, or we have flash drives and stuff like that. But yeah, I guess people wanting to make backups, I guess you could use a flash drive, but yeah, wanting to actually have like a physical CD backup or, or people that maybe make their own music or make their own software. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? You give, up, give it out on flash drives to people. Yeah, I mean. right. Uh, I'm, I think they're jumping
0: the gun a little bit on this. I think we still have plenty of time for optical media to be around and useful. Sure. But. again, Apple has decided that this is what they're going to do and they're going to start pushing things.
1: No CDs. You will buy everything through the App Store. It will be glorious. I think the transition from floppy disk to optical drive was easier than this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Because you
0: still had something you could hold in your hands and pass off to your friends. It
1: just simply held a lot more data. It was much more secure. We were like, yay, it's a floppy drive upgrade. But now that you have to download things, there's so much ambiguity. It's, can I download this again? Or will I be able to download it forever? You don't Mm -hmm. know. Because with a number of upgrades that, Apple has done, let's say with Lion or Final Cut Pro X, as soon as those came out, or especially with Final Cut Pro X, Apple erased any mention of Final Cut Pro 7 from their websites as if it doesn't exist anymore. But um, for those of you who don't know, um, when Final Cut Pro X came out, the difference between the new Final Cut Pro, it's a video editing software, and the old one, they don't look alike at all. Apple completely revamped the application. And so many users are upset by this because they've dumbed down and removed a lot of features that were present in the old final
0: and you can't import files from previous versions that you had been working on
1: right which is standard with many applications you use Microsoft Word or PowerPoint and you upgrade to the new one it'll say hey I noticed that you created this in the old one I'm gonna upgrade it for you Mm -hmm. FYI you may not be able to use it in the old one but if you want to you can save it in this backwards compatibility mode what have you but final cut pro you can't import old ones and from the sounds of it apple's not making any plans to add that feature back there are a couple things they are going to add back but that's not one of them
0: yeah it, they've they've decided to do some pretty major shifts over the last couple of months. And yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over the long term. Yeah, and
1: for me as a video editor, that's pretty scary. Well, because you, you, you spent a lot of time
0: probably working on a lot of
1: projects. Right. And when you invest years in coming up with a workflow that's efficient for you and makes sense, I mean, Apple's make asking you to make a huge change. And what if
2: you had a customer come up to you and be like, hey, that thing that you edited for me last year, I would like to... You know, pull that back up and make some changes, and I want to pay you thousands and thousands of dollars, and you (laughs) say I can't. I want your money, but I can't.
1: So basically, uh, going back to Ty's analogy, it's like being asked to speak another language now. Yeah. And when you've been speaking the same one for so long and invested so much time in it, um. Donde
2: está la video program, en la cocina. Excellent. Hey, so do you have a, a quick website that you'd like to feature as an awesome website,
1: Teresa? An awesome website.
2: Well, yeah. Teresa and I um, are super thin and skinny and <laughs> sexy right now because <laughs> we both have been doing Lose It, which is a website but also an app.
1: Yes, Lose It. Lose com. It.
2: Com. and it's free, and basically it's a calorie counter.
1: Yes, and so what I like about this, um, I've never been big on like diet plans. I've always been very wary of them, Atkins and things like that. Yeah, I, no, don't want to do so that. So what I like about Lose It is that. I mean, I belie- they might give advice on, on what you should and shouldn't eat. But what yeah. I like about it is they say, OK, how much do you weigh? How tall are you? What gender? And then they say, um, you know, how much weight do you want to lose and how fast do you want to lose it? So you put those numbers in and then it says, OK, if you want to lose a pound a week and you want to lose 15 pounds, you're going to reach your goal by this date, And this is how many calories you can eat every day. So you have a number that you have to work with. So you still choose what it is you want to eat, but the numbers speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you continue to guzzle Mountain Dew and eat Dunkin' Donuts every day, as you put each item in, you just watch this little bar go whoop, and you just and you just you can't believe it. And it's sort of like playing a game.
2: Yeah, it's, I was going to say it's great for like uh, you know the video game generation because we're very we 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 know progress bars and status bars and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and we know you know there's a green bar and then when it gets red you're like no that's bad red is bad and yeah. it's you know it's 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 very easy to see things visually and it's so surprising i started doing this about a, maybe about a year and a half ago mm-hmm. on lose it and it's so surprising how many calories are in things you never know until you actually like write it down and right. doing this online makes it so easy. It's free, it's, mm-hmm. you get little graphs and you can connect with your friends, which Teresa was horrified with at first. <laughs> went, oh my God, he could see how much I weigh. No, 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 no privacy settings, <laughs> no. Which you can, you can adjust in the privacy settings. Of course so, you can. If Adam were to join and wanted to be lose it friends with me, you know, so we could like motivate each other. You can, you know, yeah. I don't have to know Adam's weight or age or what he ate last night, you know.
0: But this thing has all of the restaurants, a lot of the chain restaurants so that you can say, oh, I got me, you know, my Big Whopper burger. <laughs> yeah. Or you can always. Big Whopper you, burger. Can, you
1: can add in foods that aren't in there. Yep. Even if it's something that you make at home, you can add in basic ingredients or you can say this is a consumer product and this is how much, how many calories yep. the package indicates right. are on there. So it's been nice because I just, I feel like it's no nonsense. It's here's the number, this is what you need to work with. And mm-hmm. of course, all of it, it's just, I mean, it's, it's not exact. You know, you can't you can't know that for certain you only ate this many calories a day and better than nothing. But no, it's a guide. And that's what I like about it. And
2: you you throw in uh, uh, exercises, too.
1: So once you put in, you know, I ran for three miles, then you see that little green bar shrink. And you thought, yes, more calories. You feel really powerful. (laughs)
2: Either that or or you you say, you know, oh, man, I really want to eat this donut. How much am I going to have to run to eat this donut?
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Nice. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, folks, we're going to take
0: us a little break, and we will be back to tell you a lot more about technology on campus and a little bit about ourselves, too, right after this.
3: And now for public service, and I'm with from MC Hammer. And i like to say this before we get out of here. To my brothers in the game, my brothers who are out there doing what they feel they've got to do. I want to ask you one favor. Let's let the young kids... 10, 11, 12 years old, let's let them go on and do their thing at the schoolhouse, let's give them a chance to make it, let's give them a chance at a different life, you doing what you feel you have to do, but they youngsters.
0: Welcome back to Do It Live, the most connected radio show on the planet, and your source for all information about campus computing, and, and we should probably tell our listeners a little bit about ourselves. These yeah, you might be
2: things. a new listener. You might say, hey, what is this Do It Live radio programmy? Other than it's awesome. But how, do I, how do I get it on my iPods?
1: Who are these nerdy people? Yeah,
2: how do, yeah. Well,
0: if you want to get it on your, on your iPod, all you have to do is go on the iTunes Store and just search for "Do It Live" that's
2: in the
1: right.
0: podcast section. You can listen to all of our previous
2: and items. you hit subscribe; it downloads automatically. You know, it's fresh, fresh and new every week. Yep, so, so fresh and so clean.
1: Go on a Do It Live marathon. It would be
2: great.
0: We have nearly a day's worth of programming <laughs> just there for you.
2: So, if you have a, you know, if you're a trucker that's going across the country and you need to get that load in on time, but you're also a nerd, boom, Do It Live. <laughs> that's
0: so. Great. DoIT is the Division of Information Technology. We should probably clarify that. And that's the central IT organization on campus. We run a lot of the services, the email, the calendar, um, all, all sorts of other things. And we've got uh,
2: some great resources. And Ty, where do you work? At the DoIT help desk, which actually someone once called the DoIT help desk, which I thought was pretty funny. DoIT. DoIT. Hey, is this the DoIT help desk? Yeah, we were. I work at the DoIT help desk. And the DoIT help desk uh, does a lot of different... Things uh, there's a lot of different uh, areas you can come in. We've got a, a walk-in help desk. We've got uh, email support. We've got chat support. We've got prime You know, the the big thing people think of is phone support. You know, my computer's breaking. Who do I call? Do it. Call two six four help. For help, get it. So for help, call do. Uh, you know, that's so. Anyway, two six four help help. So, yeah, we, will, we troubleshoot just about everything that you can possibly think of over the phone, over email, over chat. You can walk in. You can bring your computer into the help desk. Our main location is at 1210 West and We also have satellite locations at the uh, Memorial Union and at HSLC out at the hospital. So if you're out there, you, know, you can, you can uh, bring your machines in out there. We also have a couple of shows. Speaking of the podcast, we have a live show from HSLC. So if you want to hear what HSLC sounds like. <laughs> The soothing jazz stylings. You can do that. The column of
0: the bookstore.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And
0: so, anybody who, you know, I'm having some issues with my word. Yeah. I can't bring it in. Yeah.
2: And, you know, if you've got viruses, if you've got strange, you know, weird problems, I mean, we will troubleshoot just about everything. We also have a level two support group that is really good at getting rid of viruses, cleaning up uh, malware. Uh, you know, figuring out just any sort of strange computer problem that you would have. But this is mostly software-based, right? This is all software-based. So, Teresa, do you
0: want to tell us a little bit about what you do?
1: Yes, I work for a group called Repair and Desktop Support. So, it's basically, it's divided into two sections, but implied by our name. The first half is Repair, and that's where I do... Most of my work. Nice music. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And we deal with the hardware end of things of computers. So when you call the help desk or you email them or you bring your computer into one of their satellite locations, if you're having a hardware issue, they're going to give your computer or suggest you give your computer to us. Um, And we do warranty work for Dell computers, Apple computers, and HP printers, HP LaserJet printers. Um, And we also do out-of-warranty work for just about any kind of computer. So uh, if you're not sure if we can fix your problem, just give us a call and we'll talk to you about it. And then the other thing that we do, the other half of our business, is uh, desktop support. So what that is, is departmental IT support. So we have guys that go out on-site and do support for a variety of departments. And we do things like we we set up servers, uh, new computers, get Um, access for um, new user accounts, things like that. Um, So if your department needs IT support, and not just for an individual but your whole group, and you want to seek out our services, feel free to contact us.
2: Excellent. And Adam, what do you do? I don't even know. (laughs) What do you do? Well, I work in
0: the tech store, and we have a couple of locations of those. Again, at 1210 West Dayton Street is our main tech store location in the computer science building and then we also have one out at HSLC right conveniently located with the help desk satellite location out there and I'm a consultant so I help people figure out what kind of computers that they want to get what kind of software they need and parts and accessories and all that sort of thing and we help them obtain that and sometimes you know, a lot of the stuff we have in the store there's a few things that sometimes we don't so we try and find places for them to get those particular things that they might need. And generally we try and listen and, and help folks out. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's sort of where I'm at.
1: So basically, if you have any questions about computers, you should contact one of our groups, if, even if you're not sure who to contact. Yeah. Contact one of us and we'll get you in the right place. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and uh, so we gave out Ty's phone number. Teresa, what's your phone number over at it's Repair? 263-RADS, which
1: oh. is two six three seven two three seven. 7237 But generally, if you're not sure who to call, we recommend calling the help desk first because they also have. They're also Ty. I don't know if you mentioned this, but they're open. the The, the phones are open from 6 a.m. to 1 a.m.
2: Yep. You might not be able to tell it, but I'm really tired. Ty is I'm gonna there. I only get like four hours of sleep a night. It's terrible. every
1: day from <laughs> 6 a.m. to 1 a.m. I am. I am. <laughs>
2: so if you call, ask for Ty, but don't don't actually do that because I'm really tired.
0: <laughs> so these are some of the resources that we were talking about, and uh, so obviously students have come back to school and classes have started up, and there's all sorts of learning and educational activity going on, Mm -hmm. and your computer is one of the main tools that you're probably using right now. Probably the main tool. Yeah,
1: every year, it's just, it's gone up, the Mm -hmm. importance of having a computer, some kind of computer. Yeah,
0: but not everybody does have a computer so but i mean
1: having access to one is yeah. what i should say so i mean you whether you have your own computer or you use one of the many info labs on campus yeah um what have you um it's it's just very important and
0: we should mention that we do have over a thousand computers available in our computer labs general access computer labs all over campus and i believe there are 17 computer labs scattered around mm-hmm. and at some of those you can even check out a laptop for free
1: for free for three days totally
2: free any any place that has uh any place that that sounds like an info lab any place in like libraries and that kind of stuff yeah you can can check out a laptop and it's totally totally free
0: Yeah. yeah that's right kids who doesn't like free yeah and so if you're on the go as well, and you need to get access to your email or look something up on the web, we also have a bunch of kiosks that are available oh, throughout they're all the campus. Over the place. Mm-hmm.
1: I saw one at the surf, yeah. the surf, where people are just working out. There's it, computers.
0: You know, that, that gives you access on the go to your Google Plus account because you have to keep up with what your friends are doing and yep. where, where mm-hmm. they're going to work out.
1: But kids don't spend too much time on the kiosks. Yeah. You gotta share.
0: Yeah, so so they're there for everybody. So, do you guys have any other great things that we do?
2: I mean, well, yeah. I mean, the, everybody's got to know that. I mean, you might be new to the university, or, or maybe you're not. Um, but everybody's got to know that we give out a hundred percent free antivirus. Yep. Uh, and and I mean, you know, when you bought a computer, you probably came with like a thirty day trial of McAfee or Norton or something like that. And you know, let's be honest, you and me, it's just you and me talking here. I'm just talking to you, okay? Look at your computer, it's expired, isn't it? It's okay, you can admit it. Look at look down at it, it has a little red X on it. I, I can see it, but that's not a good thing. I'm not even no. there and I can
0: see it. You, but that's not a good thing. You really wanna have up to date antivirus software on your machine. You
1: do. Yes, and a special message for the Mac users out there, you know who you are, you need antivirus software too. I know yeah. what you're thinking, I'm not gonna get a virus or my yeah. friend who's an IT guru doesn't use antivirus software. Well, let me tell you what: If you get a virus, um, a you know Windows virus on your computer, you could spread it to other people. Yeah, because and there's
0: th- lots of nasty email
2: floating hear around. Hear
1: me: There are Mac viruses out there.
2: I am. I will back Teresa up on this 100. That the the big Mac line from Apple here is is that oh, Macs don't get viruses. Well, guess what? This summer. There was a extremely widespread mac virus that was a fake antivirus Mm -hmm. that we saw a ton of macs in the help desk with so the whole macs don't get viruses that is not true absolutely not true you need antivirus and you need you need to be as careful as people with windows when you're going around all those you know sites where you go yeah that's the other thing too is you have to be a little bit discerning about what websites
0: that you end up going to mm-hmm. and what email you open these days because That's some right. of that email will just pop right out and all sorts of nasty things will start happening to your machine so if it, you don't recognize where it's from and it doesn't look at all important just delete it yep. S- just mm-hmm. straight up delete it off your email
2: unless you win the mexican national lottery that is completely Aww. legit i'm actually in the process of picking up my money right now i just have to send them a cashier's check it should be all good. So anyway, I'm going to be out of here pretty soon on my yacht. <laughs> Kids, don't go out. And
1: <laughs> so just remember, just because you got it in an email or you found it on the internet does not make it safe, inherently safe.
0: Mm-hmm. And so where Ty was going with this is that we actually give out free antivirus software we don't give it out we license it for all students faculty and staff on Mm -hmm. campus so you can go to any of the tech store locations and you can pick up a cd which is both good for windows and mac Mm -hmm. or you can go to the cio website at cio.wisc.edu slash
2: security or if you want to make it easier software.wisc.edu just Mm -hmm. go there boom it's a first link download your free antivirus and the thing that you should
0: also do is if you have your 30-day trial of your McAfee or your Norton or whatever else came with it uninstall that before you install your new antivirus Mm -hmm. definitely because
2: two antiviruses on a machine make for a very unhappy computer Yeah. yeah I've seen I've seen people come in with four Wow. There was four, Yeah, they were running like uh, AVG, Avast, uh, Semantic, and an old version of McAfee. And they were actually, the computer still functioned. It was the slowest computer <laughs> in the history of the world. So
1: just remember, having more than one antivirus program isn't better than none. No, you only want one. And if you are it's having c- any problems uninstalling those other ones or getting... Onto your computer, please call the help desk. Yeah,
2: it's it's kind of like the old, you know, you see the old movies where there's it's like the cop dramas when you have the cops, you know, on a case and then the FBI comes in. You know, bum, bum, bum. and then the CIA—it's like I'll take over this operation. It's like no, this is my operation, and then the CIA comes in. is like you two uh, need you not to talk about this, and you know, damn it, Jenkins, you had a cold case, and now is you know, it's it's like that. If you have multiple antiviruses, you got one police force doing something you don't want to bring in the FBI, and you don't want to bring in the CIA because they'll just mess everything up.
1: If Ty's not on the show next week, the CIA came and got us. Just gonna point that out right
2: now. (laughs) Operation Operation Blue Horse, uh, it's a go, go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And now the other thing we should probably talk about, though we don't offer it on campus, but it's good to think about is anti-malware programs. Mm -hmm. Because malware is a little bit different than a
2: virus. Though they do a lot of the same stuff. You know, back in the day, Uh, And I've been doing this a while. So back in the day. Back
1: in the day. That was like 2004. Yeah, you know. In the
2: good old days when, (laughs) you know, good shows were still on TV and good music was still being produced. No, no. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But there was a clear cut difference between spyware and viruses and and, and malware and grayware and that kind of thing back in the day. uh, Spyware would just pop up pop-ups basically and tell you to buy things wouldn't mm-hmm. you know maybe look at where you're browsing and that's about it viruses would try to replicate them Im- themselves and and maybe delete a few system files I mean it, you know but nowadays this there's, not there's, it's it's kind of all lumped into malware you know everyone just calls it malware because mm-hmm. now the spyware on top of popping up things and asking you to pay $60 to fix it which it, that doesn't that does not work that doesn't actually fix it. Um, You know, it also tries to self-replicate itself, and it's also hooked into Trojans and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you know, there's not a real clear-cut definition, and let's be completely, you know, frank with it. I mean, uh, semantic, the the virus, antivirus that we give out uh, for free, also takes care of malware. However, sometimes you need, you know, you need like a, a second opinion. You know, like if mm-hmm. you go to the doctors, you know, yeah. you have cancer. I want a second opinion. Yeah. You know, so uh, if Semantic tells you you have cancer, you might want to say, "I have a second opinion." You know, and this is where we have a, a great little program. It's it's not something that we license, but it's something that we use quite a bit, called bytes uh, or MBAM. M B A M. If you go to Google and type M B A M, be the first thing that comes up. It's it's not like an antivirus program. It's not like Semantic. Semantic is running all the time right? You're a king and it's your castle guard. And they're always there, you know, every time anything comes in. Uh, Hey, who are you? That's the castle guard, right? Um, M-Bam... Or malwarebytes is kind of like your personal bodyguards in the king's court. You know, they're not, they're not, they're hanging out with you, but they're not running all the time.
0: And then you say to them, "Go check out the exactly. whole castle." Yeah, and it goes and runs its
2: own search through all of your operating system and all the stuff that's exactly. running. Exactly. So if something gets by the main castle guards, you know, your your private guards, mbam might might pick it up. And as Ty said, you can get the free version. Works great. Oh, free version is great. Yeah, you don't need the you don't need to pay for it. So. But again, so
1: we recommend one antivirus program, preferably semantic, what we hand out, and mm-hmm. then one malware search program. Which again, mm-hmm. go with the ones that we recommend. Yep. Please don't go with the ones that pop up on your computer. <laughs> no, don't, don't get those.
0: The the ones that you go that are unsolicited on your computer, yeah, tend to actually be viruses and malware yep. trying to make things worse on your computer. So that's our big tip of the day: is don't. Just think that this thing that's offering you this great service for free randomly is good for your computer because it's not.
2: Mm-hmm. And anything usually anything with a date in it, like free antivirus twenty eleven, that's usually actually a virus. So, t- pro tip of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else do we have on campus that people can do? We you know we we haven't talked about we haven't talked about the the software deals. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Ooh. There's some hot, hot software deals oh, that you guys
1: can get. The tech store sells some software it's so cheap.
0: Yeah, we actually the tech store and the whole university system at large negotiates with Microsoft and Adobe and other vendors, and we get you great deals, up to 80 percent off of retail price for particular pieces of software. So you can go in and get yourself Microsoft Office, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, mm-hmm. something that most everybody who's on campus uses. Every day, and it's half price of what yep. you'll pay elsewhere.
1: And when they're talking about steep discounts like that, they're not talking about some bargain bin, little cheapy no. applications sitting in some box in the back of the store. No. No. They are talking about major applications used every day, like Microsoft yeah. Word. PowerPoint, um, iLife, I mean, things like that. Or it's, say you're a creative person
2: and you want to create, you know, you have the urge, you're an art student and you need to create art is my life, then you need obviously the Adobe Suite if you're running Windows or, or even Mac, you know. Yeah, and substantially if, you, cheaper. if you look, I mean, go go look at the Adobe website right now, see how much every Adobe program is put together. Go ahead and do the calculations, do the math, right? Yeah. You're gonna, That's probably like, what, four grand? Thousands and Five thousands grand? of dollars. You know what, you can it's get every yeah. single Adobe program at the tech store through these software you know things for, for under under 600 bucks. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. quite a discount. It's yeah. insane. And, and insane not only discount. that,
0: we'll actually speak to you and tell you and try and find out if you need this software.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's one thing that I love about tech store and product sales is that these folks do not work for commission. They are just simply trying to help you find what you need. And they'll tell you to go to another store and buy something else if that is what's going to help you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Adam's got a goatee, he's a nice guy. <laughs> you know, yeah. he looks like an approachable gentleman. So, and, and he is. And we have and that's the other great thing that we have
0: is the staff knows how to actually talk to people and they know about technology, right? Yeah. We're not sitting here happy smiling faces and we're like, ah, oh, you should buy the most expensive computer we have. <laughs> no, right. we're actually here to try and help you get the most out of your education and mm-hmm. the most out of your dollar.
1: And anytime any of our groups don't know the answer that pertains to another group, we'll go ask or we'll we'll walk you right over to if the te- if you have a question uh, that you ask the tech store and the help desk would be able to answer it. You're buying a computer and you say, hey, how do I set up my WISC mail on this? They'll walk you over to the help desk and the help desk will get it set up for you mm-hmm. or give you directions on how to do it. So um, we are a one stop shop, especially if you stop in at twelve ten West Staten Street. Yeah,
2: and a lot of, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we do is free. That's one of the best parts of my job is when someone comes to pick up their computer, or, you know, get, get viruses removed or whatever, and they take out their checkbook and they're like, Well, how much how much does this is this gonna cost? And I'm like, Oh, it's free And they get that little twinkle in their li their eye and I'm like, Ah, I've done a good deed today. <laughs> you know, so that's I mean, a lot of the stuff that we do is is free, especially if your machine is under warranty completely. Oh free. yeah. So yeah Yeah. that's you know uh, for incoming students that's another thing we should talk about probably Mm. is the warranties yes what we recommend
0: yes because our repair division does repair computers under warranty but only if they say apple or dell on them
1: yes as far as computers those are the only two uh that we service under warranty and please please buy the extended warranty um all most dell and apple computers come with a one-year limited warranty um, but we highly recommend extending your warranty to a three-year on the Apple end of things or in Dell case, it's three, four, even five yeah, years. Yeah, but certain g- machines. But get something beyond the first year. Please. something is bound to fail. And in almost every case, the expense of fixing that, even if you come to us, which you know I think our, our rates are pretty reasonable. We're the
2: cheapest in the city, guaranteed. I, um, I mean, I think. It's
1: going to be <laughs> close to, if not, more than the cost of just extending your warranty. Yeah. I um, mean, with Dell, we certainly recommend getting complete care, which means that you can bring in your computer even if you damage it um, and we can get it fixed under warranty. Apple, on the other hand, please keep in mind if you do buy an Apple computer, I know they are pretty, they are shiny, but under Apple's warranty, you need to keep it that way. You can't drop it. You can't spill on it. Um, if you do, the, the cost for fixing it is going to be considerable. So please keep this in mind when you're buying a computer. Mm-hmm. And yeah.
2: you know, I don't, I don't buy, personally, I don't, I, I don't really buy warranties on a whole lot of things. The refrigerator, the, the dishwasher. You know, hey, you want an extended warranty, kid? No, no, nah, I'm, you know, I'm fine. I think it'll work just fine. But seriously, computers, especially laptops, you gotta get the extended warranty. If you think about it. You've got an entire computer in this little tiny enclosed space. You take that with you. You throw that in your backpack. Maybe you take it, you know, mountain biking or something. It's, you're going to rough this thing up. Yeah. And, and you've got all this technology, very expensive technology, in this enclosed space. Something's going to happen to it within three years that's going to cost you, you know, 150 200 bucks which is usually what most warranties cost. So yeah. you so need to keep in it. mind
1: look at your your personal computer as you would a car. You wouldn't drive a car uninsured. Do not use your laptop without warranty.
0: And we shouldn't I mean, I don't want to be such a downer here because sure. many computers run just fine for mm-hmm. quite a while through that their is true. lives. But if you do have issues with it we have a repair folks who are right here available and who are experts at fixing your equipment and in fact award winning repair services yes we are award winning
1: we just like,
2: we just like telling you that it's free you know yeah. <laughs> we just we we like that we don't like telling you it's hey gonna it's going to be $200 300 that pains us we re, we're human beings yeah. you know we realize that that money is not on the trees that's right and you sh- we should also mention that some of the Dell machines
0: that you can buy at the tech store come with an extended warranty and complete care already oh, yeah. included. Yeah, so you right. don't necessarily have to buy it. It may be a little bit more expensive than what you find at your, your Best Buy or your office store or other mm-hmm. places like that. Sure. But typically those may only have a 90-day or a one-year warranty. Right. So, and the other thing to be aware of is the store warranty. So if you go to a particular vendor and they say, let us sell you our warranty... Well, that's different than a manufacturer's warranty. Mm -hmm. So you don't get service necessarily from Dell or from Apple. You get it from wherever store you purchased it, and you can only take it back there. And they're the only folks who honor that warranty. Mm -hmm. big on manufacturer warranties. And if you get a Dell machine, for instance, that only has a year warranty, then what you should do is go back to Dell. And within that first year, they will happily sell you an extension to that warranty. Yep. if you get that and your computer goes kaput, you can bring it to
2: Teresa, and she'll say no charge. personally to Teresa.
1: No, it's okay. <laughs> Just
2: like you would asked for me. we well, like got I a said whole before, crew. You should,
1: I, I highly recommend contacting the help desk first <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, before you know contacting us directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Teresa
2: does have a whole crew of, like Adam said, award-winning uh, technicians. technicians that are all certified by Dell and Apple. So, yep. you know.
1: Yep. So stop in today and get some awesome service. Well while we're on the topic of computers and how precious they are, and the one thing that your warranty can't protect against is data loss. Ah,
2: oh. yes. That's the, yeah. I've yes. said, it, said it once before. Anyone who's listened to an, an, an older show, uh, we had a woman come in once who had uh, five years of doctoral dissertation research. She was giving her dissertation for, for her doctorate uh, the next week in China, and her hard drive died. She had not backed it up once, not once, and she did not. Give her a doctoral <laughs> dissertation. Yeah. So the, our second tip of the day
0: is back up your computer. And there's several ways to do that. You can go online and there's the My Web Space, which is part of the MyWisc.edu package, which gives you a gigabyte of storage space on our UW Cloud Land. A gigabyte. Yes. Yeah, How so, many documents is that? Probably millions. Uh, if 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 they're text documents, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But Thousands the, and thousands of pages. The other thing that we really recommend is getting an external hard drive mm-hmm. and backing all of the stuff on your computer up to that. Because you know, wouldn't it suck if your computer just one day decided to not turn
2: on? And it will, right in the middle of finals week. I guarantee it. Yep. You'll be you'll be writing that paper. You know, you'd be like, I'm the best paper writer in the world. da da. Typing away, and then, boo. Computer dies. I guarantee it'll happen. It's
1: like an EMP just gets sent out all over campus. Computers just go down. They, yep.
0: they have the stress sensors in there. They, they do. know when they
1: can tell when you're freaking out. When
0: it's time crunch time and you have to just go and work and work and work, and they're like,
2: no, no. either that or they survive on human tears. One of the two. I'm pretty sure it might be that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, we, we. I'm just gonna say we 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 order extra Kleenex at the help desk during finals time, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. I'm just gonna back up your data people, please.
3: Yes,
1: please uh, do. So
0: get an external hard drive, hook it up, move all of your important files on about,
1: there. What about Dropbox? Isn't oh, Dropbox yeah. wonderful? Can, it, it backs up the files while you're working on Dropbox
2: them. Dropbox is not affiliated with the university specifically, but we all love Dropbox, it's just dropbox.com. It's just a, it's a it installs itself, uh, it's free. Uh, it's a folder that uh, lives on your computer and you just basically just drop things into it and it'll upload it to the cloud. The cloud. The cloud. To the cloud. <laughs> and and yeah, and you can put a bunch of documents. It's got more than enough room for any sort of documents that you'd possibly need mm-hmm. in there.
1: So if you think I don't have time to back it up, I don't have the money to back it up, use Dropbox, please. Yeah,
2: Or if yeah, also if you don't think you have the money, just my own space. Just pop it in, a, you know, upload it every once in a while. And pro tip, here's a pro tip for you. Um, if you have got a uh, flash drive, which most I think everybody does, and you're writing your paper, right? Uh, put the flash drive in. Open up your flash drive on your computer, and make the file. Make you know, uh, save it. Uh, your Word file or your Open Office file, whatever you're using. Save it to the flash drive, and then uh, you'll have the file on the flash drive. So now, while you're typing away, it'll auto save, but it'll auto save to the flash drive. So then, all of a sudden, if your computer dies because it likes to taste your tears. Um, then just pop the flash drive out, pop it into a friend's computer, and keep going. You're 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 set, you know. But auto, of course, auto save, We auto can't backup.
1: stress enough that if you can have multiple backups, multiple backups are uh, even better. It's oh my awesome. god!
2: Then yeah. you're totally you're saved.
0: If if you don't have two backups of your important data, you don't have enough of them. That's mm-hmm.
1: right. We've certainly seen um, customers that uh, they have uh, they bring in their computer, say, "Oh, my hard drive failed," and they say, "Oh, I have a backup," and then and then they call us the next day and they say, "Hey." um, can you try to get the data off my hard drive? My backup just failed. Wah, wah, yeah, wah.
0: and we do have data recovery services. We do, but it's not something that can absolutely get something off of your hard drive if it's there's a real mechanical failure on your hard yep. drive.
1: And uh, if if we can't get, I mean, even ours, I, I consider the I consider data recovery just in general pretty expensive. Yeah, um, ours isn't as expensive as i guess, some of the industry standards but that's because we do a software based recovery mm-hmm. so if there so if, that means if there's data corruption we can usually get around it and get to the data but if the hard drive is physically broken so you have to you have to imagine i like to describe hard drives as there's a record inside there and it has a needle to, I and that's, do you remember <laughs>
2: lps and what <laughs> What? EPs? It's, it's the old-style <laughs> thing made out of vinyl. Was that the one that came out with, like, I'm away with me, Lucille, <laughs>
1: uh-huh. on my bed. So a hard drive's basically, in inside of the hard drive, it looks like a record player. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little needle that reads your data. And you have to imagine that your laptop, as you're using it, it heats up, and then you turn it off, and it cools down. So everything inside is expanding and contracting, and you're moving the laptop around, you're walking to class, and then you bring it home, and... Then you're playing music and, and you just, all these things you do your laptop puts a lot of stress on the hard drive. So at any point that needle could get screwed up, it could just not read properly anymore. And if that happens, then you have to go to o- other outside companies. And let me tell you, the costs go up. It can very easily go up into the thousands to get your data back. It can. Oh yeah. yeah. And you don't wanna pay that. You don't nope. wanna pay, you buy a whole new computer with that, and don't, f- don't do that to yourself.
0: For under a hundred dollars you can get yourself a hard drive that will back up everything on your computer. And for under $25, you can get a flash drive that will back up lots of stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's well worth doing, and we do recommend it highly for anybody who has any sort of valuable data that they don't want to have to remake or redo Mm -hmm. on their computer.
1: So you know your thesis is important. We we know your thesis is important, so get it backed up.
0: Yeah, I mean, how many thousands of dollars did you pay for your education to get mm-hmm. your thesis mm-hmm. started and working and going? That's
1: right. So you, you ask yourself, if I lost this, how much money have I really lost by that flash drive? Yeah,
0: so we should probably, even though we're getting towards the end of the show here, read our three disclaimers. Because otherwise people will claim things. Yeah. And so we have to disclaim them. So our three disclaimers <laughs> go something like this. Number one, the opinions expressed on this program do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. Number two, products and services provided by the Division of Information Technology, a.k.a. DOIT, and other university departments, as well as drawings and giveaways, may only be available to students, faculty, and staff, or those currently affiliated with UW-Madison. And number three, participants of this broadcast may offer opinions and recommendations. However, they do not endorse, nor has any consideration been provided on behalf half of the products or
2: services discussed
1: <sighs>
2: i feel so much yes, now no yeah. one's coming after me with uh with you know legal threats and that kind of stuff <laughs>
1: that's right
2: speaking of legal threats yes I, I was, and just a real quick news item that i found here uh there is a um there's this <laughs> if everyone's heard of second life uh, there's a, a, a company in Second Life uh, that makes uh, online animals, like a virtual should we, should horse.
1: We, should we back it up and explain very quickly what Second Life is yeah, for Second, folks who do not know?
2: Yeah, S- Second, Life is, uh, uh, Second Life is kind of like, uh, you know, m- most people are familiar with The Sims out there, right? It's like a video game where you play someone else. Uh, and you sec- can build cities. And you can build and cities and that kind of stuff, of stuff and, you know, add things to The Sims. Second Life's like that, except it is uh, online. Uh, and it's a multiple, multi- massively multiple, it's an MMO, massively multiplayer online game. So there's, you can just meet people that are playing, you know, different people on Second Life. It's a, it's a second life, you know, yeah. quote unquote. That's right. And you can make, ju- make just about anything and you can sell just about anything yes, inside right. of Second Life. Yes, so this this developer has made different like virtual horses, you know, little horsies and ponies and that kind of thing. Well, apparently uh, they're like they're getting sued by another company on Second Life that's make uh, that's making virtual bunnies. Oh <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> because what? they said that their that their their way of making virtual horsies uh, was copied, so that these people could make their virtual bunnies. Oh really? So it's like so oh. yeah. It's it's just insane what the kind of lawsuits that you can get into on Second Life and (laughs) just I mean think about it it's virtual ponies we're talking about here and it's actually going into a real world world court because of Mm -hmm. virtual bunnies. I love the internet.
1: So I mean, imagine it. You're just you play this avatar online and you go through these imaginary worlds and meeting these other imaginary characters. And you buy an imaginary bunny, and then all of a sudden, it becomes a very real very, lawsuit. Very, problem,
2: very big problem. I just like that people are actually paying money for virtual bunnies and horsies and all things it's like
1: Real that. money? Real... How does that work? Dollar, you dollar for bills, real, yeah. You're what, paying what you, real money in a virtual world. How does that work? What
2: you do is you buy... Um, and I've only been on Second Life a few times. But you buy... You use real money to buy in-world currency, which I can't remember what it's called. But it starts with an L. But yeah, you use real money and you buy like a thousand dollars worth of uh, L dollars, you know, we'll sure. call it, uh, you know whatever that is on Second Life, and then you pay those L dollars to you know the the people that make the virtual ponies or bunnies or whatever. Or whatever it is you want. And to buy. then they give you the virtual bunnies, and then they exchange their L dollars for real dollars. Yeah, it's it's like a whole secondary currency market, mm-hmm. and there
0: was some currency that sort of went down the tubes a little while ago, and I
2: don't remember off the top of my head which one it was. but So
1: we're gonna start trading in virtual markets. Well, oh. it's it's,
2: it's oh. called Linden Dollars. Linden, Linden Dollars. Linden Dollars. And then there's Bitcoin.
0: Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. The You're Bitcoin. thinking of Bitcoin,
2: aren't you? Yes, I am, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Man. So there's all sorts of weird stuff. I don't know there. much about Bitcoin, but I've heard some Neither different do people. Neither do I. But I've people heard people make
1: it. real money off of it, you know it.
2: what? That might be an interesting show topic. Yeah. And
0: if you folks have online currency, a, any show topics or things you'd think that we should discuss on the program, fire us an email radio at doit.wisk.edu. That's radio at doit.wisk.edu. Or call us when we're not on the air. You can hit our voicemail at 608 515
2: 8768. You can text us there too. You can pix us. Mm-hmm. You can leave of... us a voicemail, you know, with a, a lot of uh, breathiness, you know, <laughs> I want to talk about it. World of Warcraft. (laughs) If you guys could do a show on that, that'd
1: be great. So yeah, anything in the tech realm, we'd be happy to talk about it.
0: Yeah, we'd love to do that. But
1: something you love or something you know nothing about, (laughs) feel free to give us a call. I
0: know nothing about World of Warcraft.
1: (laughs) See? That's why we could do a show about it. We should
0: go. Yeah. There you go. Well, folks, looks like we've run out of time for our inaugural show of Do It Live 2.0.
2: Hooray! So thanks so much to my co-hosts, Ty and Teresa, you. and we hope all of you listening out there now have a better idea of the type of computing resources that we have on campus. And we'll be talking a lot more about the services that It
0: and other folks on campus offer too, yeah. throughout the semester. Mm-hmm.
2: And if you, you know, if anything we said has confused you or infuriated you or you know anything like that, please email us at uh, RadioDoIt@westad.edu, and we will we'll clear the air. We'll make sure that everything gets cleared up. That's right. We'd like to give special
0: thanks to our management team at the Division of Information Technology, Perry Brunelli, Ryan Hansen, Edward Hoover, Brian Kistler, Ty Leto, Neil Mack, Mark Nessel, Brian Rust, and Bill Zimmerman. The Director of User Services is Kathy O'Brien. Doit's Chief Operating Officer is John Krogman. And our Chief Information Officer and Vice Provost for Information Technology is Bruce Moss. Today's broadcast was produced by Ty Christian, Sandy Cyberlick, and Adam Wiesenfarth. Associate producers are Laura Grady, Teresa Saldania, and Nathan Cohen, with assistance from Dan Collins, Matthew Siriani, and the Nates, Harrison Weber, and Zastro. Our on air producer and director of communications is Matt Rockwell, and our theme music is from Conan. The executive producer of Do It Live is Jesse LaGru. Join us again next week for more Do It Live. Until then, go on our website at www.doit.wist.edu forward slash radio, and you can check out all the ways to get in contact with us. We'll see you next week.
3: You may find